Hi, everyone. I'm um, Claire, and I'm a grateful compulsive overeater. And um, I'm happy to be here tonight. Um, I'm happy to be here abstinent tonight. Um, I um, So I claim my seed. I came into a way, um, I guess, almost... Um, more than six and a half years ago at this point, almost seven years, I'm um, over six and a half years abstinent. I've given away about 205 pounds. Um, and um, I actually say that I've gained love and sanity. It's not because um, that's really what I got in this program. You know, um, some people come for the vanity. I came for the sanity. Um, and I, I'm very grateful because this program saved my life. Um, I've spoken on this meeting before, and you know, I, I came to OA and I was, um, I was, I was killing myself with food. Um, and, um, I really believe that if I didn't, um, if I didn't come to OA when I did, that I'd probably be dead at this point because I couldn't, um, you know, I I was at a point where I couldn't even get in and out of the car without it being painful. You know, it was it was it was that difficult. I I couldn't um, I couldn't walk up a flight of stairs. I couldn't walk down the block. Um, I um, was impacting almost every part of my body. Um, I've had, had just a ton of health conditions, including I always share that I got a form of cancer, endometrial uterine cancer, that is strongly associated with obesity. And I always share that I was a jaywalker in the big book because I knew I was at risk for that cancer and I kept eating. And um, that's really powerful, you know, to know that something could kill you and you keep doing it. But it's the progressive nature of the disease. It was real powerful. and um, it gave me a false comfort for a lot of my life food. Um, it numbed me. It made me feel protected. It made me feel um, it was my best friend. It was my um, higher power. It was all these things, but it was a false god. And um, I'm I'm grateful to this fellowship because of not just the physical recovery, but the emotional recovery, the sanity, and the spiritual recovery. And um, it comes to me one day at a time, and I work for it really hard. And I still work for it really hard. Um, and you know what? I'm okay with that. I'm okay. And the food very rarely calls me. I don't struggle with that. But I am... Um, have to work the principles of the program and I have to work um, oh wow I have to work at being rigorously honest and I have to work because and I have to work at um, being patient tolerant loving and kind and I have to be conscious of those things and what used to be a struggle for me with those things now comes to me pretty gently, but it didn't when I came in. When I came in, I fought it, and I fought it, and I 
cried and um, I complained and I was fearful and just a whole long list of things. Um, it took me, you know, I listened to these meetings. I used to just listen. It really took me a lot of rigorous honesty and working the steps and doing a lot of service and showing up and using the tools to get to the point where um, I could put down the food, remain abstinent, begin to love myself, find a higher power of my understanding. It it took work, you know, so... um, I, when I'm in a place that has a We Care book, which has been a while, I sign it, you know, work in the miracle, because that's how I feel. I feel I still, I still need to work it. I get to live it, but I need to, I need to show up and do the work. Um, I wanted to read something tonight. It's um, from the OA 12 and 12. Uh, it's step, in step two. The willingness to act on faith then was the key to step two. It was the beginning of the healing process and relief from the food compulsion. We begin to see stability in our unbalanced lives. We responded to the love we had been shown in a way by taking action and working the steps. The result was a new faith in ourselves, in others, and in the power of love. We had begun to develop a new relationship with a power greater than ourselves, and we were ready to move ahead with our program of recovery. And I always loved step two because it was about hope, um, but it was also about the beginning of building my faith. And for me, I really needed to find a higher power of my understanding. And that to me was the key. I had to be willing, which I was. I was really willing. A big part of my program was just being willing to be willing. And I had to be honest. I had to be really honest about the fact that I was killing myself, killing myself with the food. Um, I I tried my whole life to use food as a, as a, a means of coping. And um, it doesn't work, you know. It gave me a false sense of security. I'm an incest survivor, and I turned to the food for protection. And the reality is that I probably would have turned to the food for any reason, because I'm 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 a, I'm an addict, and that's my my addiction. So working these steps for me has been, um, at times, not easy. And I hope that doesn't scare anyone if you're new, because it's a heck of a lot easier to work the steps than to walk into a room and not be able to sit in a chair. It's a heck of a lot easier to work the steps than to have a doctor looking at you saying you're an intelligent woman. Why would you um, be putting your health at risk by, um, you know, being super morbidly obese? It's a heck of a lot worse, less work to be abstinent and work this program than it is to walk up a flight of stairs when you're five feet tall and over 400 pounds. It's a heck of a lot less work to work this program than when um, 
I raised my nephew and you're when you're hanging out with your nephew and you can't walk down to the beach with him any longer, you know, it's a lot less work than all those things. It's a lot less work than um, destroying relationships because people see you gain and lose hundreds of pounds. And and uh, when a doctor's telling you to put down the food and, and you can't, you know, it's a lot less work than being insane and going out with friends and not listening to any of the conversation and instead just staring at the menu or what's going around the restaurant. And, you know, it's a lot less work than a long list of things of what I used to do um, that impacted my life. You know, it's um, my first abstinent Thanksgiving, my friends and a few of my family members said to me that I had changed so much. And I didn't know what they were talking about. And what they were talking about was that I used to spend my Thanksgivings at the table. I was really uncomfortable because I couldn't fit in the chair. I would eat and eat until I couldn't eat any longer. And then I would go sit on the couch and fall asleep. And unbeknownst to me, my family and friends thought that I didn't want to spend time with them, thought I wasn't interested in what they were saying, thought I didn't love them. Because it turns out that that's what I did at every holiday. And I didn't even realize it. I was so into the food, I didn't even realize it. And when I was abstinent at my first Thanksgiving, I sat at the table with everyone. And they thought that it was this amazing emotional change in me. And and I did I did change a lot in this fellowship. But at that point, it was simply because I wasn't putting myself into a food coma. And when I heard that, it really hit me. It really hit me how much damage I had done to not only myself, but the relationships in my life. My friends, my work, everything was impacted by it. But I don't want to focus on how I lived in the past. Today, I don't live that way anymore. I had an abstinent day today. I went to a park and I walked a couple of miles. I couldn't have done that before. The notion of walking three miles would have been off the wall. I was available to sponsees. I did service today. I spoke with friends. I took I took care of things for friends and family. I lived my life, and I'm so thankful for that. And that's why I'm saying it's that is doing those kind of things is so much work, less work. I do I do all those things because I work a really hard program, but it's a lot less work than what you know picking up a body that was failing and I and isolated because I was in a body that couldn't do anything. So I'm just grateful. I'm really thankful that this program saved my life and the key to a lot of that for me is willingness and hope. You know, and that's why I read from step two tonight, because 
I've seen this program not only work for me, but work for dozens of others just over and over again. And it always blows me away because how do these 12 steps work for, like so many people, we're all different. We come from different backgrounds, different places. How does it work? Well, I can tell you just how it works for me. It works for me by first being really honest and second being really willing. And a lot of times I'm not willing. I'm very stubborn. It's probably one of my biggest character defects. And very often I just have to be willing to be willing to be willing. And and that goes with a lot of things, character defects, when I was putting down the food, when I was um, looking for a higher power, um, when um, deciding about different things to do in service. I have to be willing to be willing to be willing because sometimes I'm just not even willing. But if I keep coming back to that place of hope and willingness, it works. I mean, that's all I can tell you is I've seen it work for me and others. I live in an entirely different body than I was in most of my adult life, which is just a miracle. I used to have post-traumatic stress disorder. I did go to a therapist. It was wonderful. It was great, but it never stopped me from eating. All the self-knowledge never stopped me from eating and destroying my body. And I don't want to hurt my body anymore. I don't, I love myself now. And that's because I have a higher power and I have all of you in this fellowship. It's like off the charts. And I can tell you that it works for me because I work it. I wish I had a better answer than that. You know, I don't. Just I work the tools of the program. I work the steps of the program. And I do all those things imperfectly, really imperfectly. And I weigh and measure my food, and I weigh and measure my emotions. And I try to keep things um, really simple. And I'm forever, forever, forever grateful. And gratitude to me is a really big part of my program and being thankful. And I'm so thankful for so many things. And part of it is just having had to work through it to get there, right? It it was not, it's not easy for me sometimes. You know, um, like I said, I can be stubborn. Uh, I can um, be willful, (laughs) Um, but I do put, I did put down the food and I keep it down and it's not negotiable and it's not um, my abstinence isn't gray, it's defined and that's what works for me and everyone's abs. and I also respect that everyone's abstinence is different. But the one thing I always tell sponsees is to just be rigorously honest about it and be rigorously honest. We have five more minutes, please. Thank you. Um, I I came in and I found a sponsor and I worked the steps and I did a fourth step and I did a fifth step and I was painstaking, just like it talks about in the big book. 
I was rigorously honest. I have some things that I did that I have to make living amends for, you know, and I, um, I do that and I do 10 steps and some days, some days I, I, I used to fall asleep a lot before I did my 10 steps. So I put the sheet next to my toothbrush now. So if I fell asleep without doing my 10 step, it means I fell asleep without brushing my teeth. Um, it's that important to me. And I do ask each morning, what is God's will for me? Do I do it perfectly? No. <laughs> I definitely don't do it perfectly, but I do it. And I say out loud every morning, I turn my will and life over to the care of God. And I ask each day what I can do for someone, even if it's just one person, because I'm that thankful. And the only way that I know how to show how thankful I am is by giving back what was so freely given to me. And and that always just takes me back to a place of gratitude and thanks. So it kind of felt appropriate to me for me to focus on hope tonight because that's the one thing I can assure you that I've seen it over and over. I saw it in myself. I was... You know, I'm in my, I, I'm 59. I was in my 50s when I came in here. And this still worked for me, right? This worked for me. Um, I came in over 400 pounds. I came in um, emotionally depleted. I came in without a higher power. I couldn't even say I turned my own life over to the care of God. I couldn't even say the words out loud. But I found a God of my understanding. I worked the steps. I used the tools. And it works. And I've seen it, I've passed, worked with, seen it over and over again be passed on from sponsee to sponsee to sponsee. So I know it works. That's the one thing I can tell you. If you're rigorously honest, if you accept the principles of the program and work, even if it's, you know, work in whatever way you can to practice them in your life. Work the tools, find a plan of eating. It works. It works. And um, I don't say I have a life beyond my wildest dreams. My life is not perfect but I have a life beyond anything I could have dreamed or imagined and have been able to do things and go places and repair relationships and find a loving God, all of which six or seven years ago would have been unimaginable to me, not even something I could dream of, not even something that I consciously would have comprehended. And today for that, I am forever thankful and forever grateful to this fellowship and to all of you because I'm, I don't, when I say it saved my life, this program saved my life. This fellowship saved my life. My higher power saved my life. And um, I think for me, that means I'm supposed to live a life of purpose.
And I try to do that by giving back what has been given to me. And I try to do that by understanding what's God's will for me. And some days I do that well. And on other days I have a, a step 10, you know. But I, I do I do take the action. And um, I think that's why in the big book it's called Into Action, right? We have to take the action. But please have hope. If you're struggling, have hope. I knew OA existed. I have a sibling that's 25 years abstinent. That didn't get me in the room for those 25 years. So if you're struggling, please keep coming back. If you're new and it doesn't make sense, keep coming back. Because at some point, this program will work for you. I've seen it happen time and time again. It's it's one of the few things in life I'm certain about. I've working these 12 steps with honesty and willingness. Um, yeah, and being open and remaining teachable. Those things work. The principles of our program work. So please just keep coming back and have hope. Just have hope. And if you're abstinent and you're working a program and please pass it on. It's really, it's a hard time for a lot of people right now. It's a really hard time. And um, we, we, offer, we offer hope. We offer, there's a solution. It's a solution you have to work for, but there is a solution. And um, hope's in short supply right now. And, and um, I think uh, you, it's one thing we, we know for sure because we can see it. These, these This meeting is a meeting of miracles. Like there are people on this line tonight who get who are living in in a miracle, and I'm one of them. I never imagined that I would be able to recover from this disease, and I do it one day at a time. But I never even imagined that that would be possible. So it just um, you know, um, I just sorry, have great love. Time. It's Thank time. It's time, please. Thank you. So my number is um, area code 516-509-9926. Again, that's 516-509-9926. That's um, Eastern Standard Time. Uh, I'm in New York, and um, you can call or text. Lots of love, everyone. Thanks.